And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On the beach, the only place to read your emails and tweets. It's Wednesday, April 28th, still. This is the No Dunks Mailbag episode coming at you on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm J.E. Skeets. That right there is Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. My fellow mailbaggers. Hello. We got the bearded one, the bass master, the top shot hot boy himself, Trey Kirby. hey hey The international man of mystery, always taking it to the max, Leellis. Friends. And last but not least, making the magic happen here, it's JD. Hello. There he is, here we are. Shout out to the stream team. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Before I forget tasks, before we get into the questions, another great batch this week. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, join us all for a live NBA happy hour. Now, it's not even going to be a watch party tomorrow night. Not that it really ever is, but that's how we brand it, right? There's a TNT game on. We're sort of got, got our eyes on it, sort of watching it, sort of talking about a bunch of other things. But there's no TNT games tomorrow night. I was really confused for a second. The NFL draft is finally here, Trey. You've been waiting for it for weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. I started listening to the athletic football show not too long ago. There's a bunch of big quarterbacks coming up in the draft here. We're talking about five first rounders. Mm. I started listening first week of April to this. I'm thinking, all right, nice. I'm getting a little prepped here. They're going to be having the draft coming up on Thursday. That was literally three weeks ago. You talk about a long run up to the draft in the NBA. This is epic. I mean, they go like 100 rounds. It's 19 days long. You got (laughs) to draft 100 different players for every single position, but I'm stoked. We've got a long-haired QB, Trevor Lawrence. He's looking great out there. Mm. Winningest in Clemson history, they say. But more important, there's a quarterback named Trey Lance. I think this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. Wow. Trey Lance, that's a quarterback's name. Uh, He spells it the right way, T-R-E-Y. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. yeah must who's got be better hair though, Lee uh, Lee Ellis or uh, Trevor Lawrence? That's the real question. The better locks. You still got a ways to go to catch him, Lee Lee. But I don't know. Maybe you could outthrow him as well. I don't know. <laughs> outgrow him and outthrow him. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, NBA happy hour. It's going to be straight up game night tomorrow night. We got to figure out when we want to start this thing because we're not waiting on a halftime for any game so maybe we'll go a little bit earlier than normal but make sure you just subscribe to no dunks on youtube so you know when we're going live but we're playing GeoGuessr again for sure we got to fire that up that's too much fun uh lee you got like a bunch of weird old f1 cards i say we pop a pack live on the on the stream tomorrow and uh maybe some sporacle quizzes and we'll figure out some other fun stuff if you have a suggestion something you'd want to see us do here uh, on the live stream, let us know. NBA mm-hmm. happy hour. Tomorrow, yeah. Thursday night. Uh, again, probably around, let's call it right now, 8 p.m. Eastern. But again, just subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Tasto, my man. Again, awesome questions. Uh, the people coming through in flying colors here. So it's going to be like a normal 
Happy hour tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not going to... Yeah. Well, yeah, the difference is uh, I wanted to say that because I'm not going to brand it like uh, No Ducks, NBA Happy Hour Watch Party, uh, you know, Mavericks, Bucks, Halftime, whatever. It's like straight up game night. I'm leaning into that test. The thumbnail night, might be a game. Sure. You know, we're going crazy with this one. Yeah. yeah. Usually we're doing some acting on Thursday, pretending that it's a happy hour, pretending right. that we're watching the game. Yeah. That leads us to our first question. Hey, no dunkos, since we are still in cinema's awards season, here's my cue. If you could add an NBA award to the current ones, which one would you add or create? Drink Superbuck, eat Francesinha. Awesome. Love from Porto, Portugal. That's from Tomas on Twitter. So it's cinema season. Mm -hmm. We like to... (laughs) We like to dramatize on Thursday. We pretend things. Let's add some. <laughs> let's add an NBA award to the current ones. Skeets, what do you got? Yeah, I didn't get like silly with this. I actually thought about like what could be actual NBA awards that they they could or should add. And I know we've talked about this in the past, so I'm sure uh, I might be repeating some of our answers from years ago. But we have the sixth man of the year, and that's fine. Whatever, you know, that's good. But I think we should have a team award for the best bench. Um, I think that would be a fun one. I think there'd be like some great camaraderie there between guys like the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, even deeper if you want there, trying to like put on a great show and just be the best second unit, uh, so to speak, the best bench team unit out there. I looked at like who's leading the league in scoring, uh, you know, as a team. Any guesses there, Lili? Who's leading the league in points per game off the bench? I'm going to give you a hint. It's a crap team. Oh, it's a crap team. I was going to say the Jazz. I just thought the Jazz no. would do it. Uh, crap team, I'll say uh, Minnesota. You're close. Minnesota's second, right behind the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> so, I bring that up because I don't think a team like that should necessarily get the best bench yeah. award. I do think it should go to a team that uh, yeah, has maybe a little bit more success. Because in those cases, well, maybe your starters are just crap. And uh, your, your, your sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth guy are just as good. And they're getting their burn and all that. And they're like playing from behind a bunch of garbage minutes. So, I think the Lakers would be in the running, in all honesty, for a best bench this year. I think the Grizzlies are right there. I think the Clippers actually are decent too. So, I'm sure there's some other ones. I think the Jazz, you're right, Lee, would still be uh, sort of in the mix got a lot of great players but best bench and then finally another one how do you feel Tass, about taking the defensive player of the year award and like splitting it in two one for the best defensive big man and then one for like the best defensive perimeter player wing guard Mm. whatever you want to call it like i just find it so difficult especially this year to be comparing like ben simmons and what he does on the floor defensively to a guy like Rudy Gobert, what he does like uh, in the interior. I mean, it's just like two completely different things. That's fine. That's part of the debate. I get it. Like, which one's more important? Who does more out there defensively? But I don't know. Why not just have two of them? And we'd still have debates about who's the best perimeter defender and then who's the best big inside. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. And then it gets even more complicated. Like, Ben Simmons is a giant, but he guards one through four. Not really five, so mm-hmm. I guess he's a perimeter guy. He is a perimeter guy. But, yeah, this is the same debate every year. You hate the most improved player award. I'm not a big defensive player of the year guy uh, because, yeah, you can look at stats and, and all that. But I, I agree. It's, uh, it is it is really like who do you back? Who, who do you just like the most as a defensive player? I think what it comes down to. And your on-off numbers and a team that's doing well defensively. Mm-hmm. It's usually sort of like the MVP award. Got to be top five to yeah. have a, a, in terms of defense to, to pick somebody from. So, yeah, I'm okay with doing that. The, I think where, where, where is the dividing line, though, between the bigs and the littles when you talk 
defense, you know? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's definitely blending together more and more. I guess I just look at it like, you know, Ben Simmons is being tasked, Lily, with the, mm. hey, that guy's the best offensive player. And that is, in today's game, generally, um, you know, a wing player, right? A perimeter player. And he is like, okay, slow him down. But you're not taking Rudy Gobert and putting him on Devin Booker, right? That's just not going to work. Uh, but he does, of course, really special, important things defensively. He's the backbone of a great defense. So I guess that I guess that's where I'm trying to draw the line. It's like, so what about Rudy's then? an interior defender, yeah, for the most part, and then we have guys that are like tasked with shutting down the best perimeter player. That's what about what then uh, most impactful defender and then most versatile defender? So then you can really oh. break him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll no, t- I'll I, mean, tell you. I thought you were going to say break it in half and throw it in the garbage. We don't need to talk about <laughs> defense, but I should have known that it was a little bit more anti big man bias from J.E. Skeets, who wants no positions anywhere, no positions for all NBA, no positions for all-star games but now we need positions for defensive player of the year because it's actually easy for a big man to win it because big man defense <laughs> is the most important defense in basketball mm. guarding the rim is, is the it? most important Ooh. thing in basketball 100 percent. the easiest shot in basketball is a layup that's why you got to take him away but if you want to get rid of the defensive player of the year award i'm 100 percent for that yeah, you hate defense. You don't play any of it. We know that. So, that's right. Uh, even, though even though you're ironically the big guy of the group. That's crazy. Well, you, would be, you, would, you would, by default, win the No Dunks uh, Interior <laughs> Big Man Defensive Player of the Year. Skates, it's so all about calling up. out the schemes, you know? Uh, okay. You don't have to be there, but you got to tell the other people where to be. I've learned right. that from a Brooke Lopez profile on The Athletic. His greatest defensive skill, it turns out, is touching guys as they run by him so he doesn't oh. have to move. Great stuff. Oh. Just give him a little tippity-tap. A little bump. A little bump. Get him off the route there. Um, I, yeah, will, so I will say, answers. though, what do you got, we're gonna, I will say, though, just about the defensive player there before we move on, because we mm-hmm. freaking love defense here. The show's called No Dunks. <laughs> no freaking dunks it. allowed. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, I think it, it, it is based on narrative so much with, with the defensive player of the year. Like when Zach Lowe started writing about Marcus Gasol being an impactful defender, and all of a sudden, boom. People started catching on that Marcus mm-hmm. Sol is a very good defender. He wins Defensive Player of the Year. The fact that Doc Rivers has shoved it down our throats that Ben Simmons <laughs> is the Defensive Player of the Year, I think, is going to play a big factor in who wins this year. I think that's – it is a large factor. Obviously, he's a great player, um, but I, Doc Rivers has a motive there. We know Joel Embiid's one of the most valuable players, and Ben Simmons has taken on a bit of a lesser role scoring-wise. So Doc Rivers' motivation is to try and big up his yeah. point guard, and, yeah. and that's what he's doing. Whether or not he's the defensive player or not, I think the narrative, because the stats are always going to be murky, even if the big man is the most important thing. Like, yeah, defensive rim percentage, sure, uh, that's that's important, but again, that's also like... It, 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 there's a lot of noise in that stat. There's just not... It's not it's just not all that viable. Like Trey, yeah, if you're calling out guys, that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. If you're calling out J.E. Skeets for fighting over the pick or, <laughs> or doing whatever, like that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. It never does. But I, I think that's why the narrative is really, really important. I think Ben Simmons could go a long way because Doc does a freaking good job of, uh, of being the best cheerleading coach in the NBA. He's really good at it. And look, that's a nice little tease there for everybody. The plan is to uh, start handing out or filling out our uh, awards ballots, I guess, so to speak, on this Friday's Drop Podcast. 
we're going to sort of, uh, you know, beat a couple of the other podcasts maybe to the punch there. Because you're going to start seeing a lot of these podcasts in a second. Like, everybody starts, like, deciding the MVP, of course, and all the awards. So, like, why not? We'll start doing that uh, very likely on Friday's Drop Podcast where we can debate a little more about Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert. Look, Let's I'm crush the totally algorithm, fine man. with Rudy Gobert winning defensive player of the year. I want everybody to know that. I'm just, like, answering the question here. I think uh, I, th- I find it difficult to compare the two guys sure. because of what they do defensively are completely different for the most part. I'm not. I'm not even saying one is more important than the other. You know, you can argue that. Go nuts. But uh, I don't know. Let's just get a wing guy out there too. <laughs> uh, anybody else have another award they want to add though? Lily, you got yeah, one? I've got one because uh, I believe we are going to witness history this year. Something that has never happened in the NBA before, and that is a guy who's going to average a triple double for the season won't even sniff All NBA. Not even thirteen, because wow. uh, Russell Westbrook is going to average a triple double. But I don't think he makes any of those teams because I've got these are my four locks for backcourt guards: Doncic, Lillard, Steph, and Kyrie. And then you've got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Mitchell, whatever Kawhi Leonard is. I'm not sure what position he plays, and even Trey <laughs> Young's there. And so I actually think Russell Westbrook will be the inaugural winner of the shit man. That's pretty wild what you did, but unfortunately, you just there's no award for you this year because you've won. <laughs> you've done this in the past, and. Um, I mean, it's but, true. But he's going to miss Hold it on, up. Lee. He's done this. This will be his fourth fourth time out of five seasons where he's averaged a triple double. Did he make All NBA? Yes. in All of those other ones, yes. he did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he's he's like that. a nine-time All NBA at, um, okay. at some point. Um, yeah, he missed out on All NBA obviously last season. Yeah, he didn't um, do the triple double last year. No, no. But uh, prior to that, yes, he was. Uh, he, he was on. I've got it. I did have it here. I was, okay. I, I'll take your word, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my search up for Oscar Robertson just to make sure he made it. Just to make sure they had it. Of course, he did back in the day. But uh, I mean, like, obviously. So you're not, calling it the shit man of the year? Is that what you I, said? I'm calling it the. Uh, uh, I'm, calling, I'm calling it the shit man. That's pretty wild what you did. But unfortunately, you're not going to win anything else award because uh, okay. you know, I mean, what he's not. He's not going to win most improved or MVP there's no other award there for him and it's crazy to think that a guy who averages a triple double again won't even sniff it I don't think he's even getting close to third team if you ask me because I think if anyone probably Beal gets the nod of the Wizards um, and there's there's simply just not enough spots there now the question I sort of was asking myself was, imagine he never did it at OKC. Imagine he got close and he never did it, like you yeah. know, seven rebounds, ten assists, whatever, and he did it this year. Would it be like, well, you can't leave a guy off who averages a triple-double, you know? Would it be? I mean, Ooh, he just... And probably. You, yeah, you yeah. count everything off else that's going NBA, on. the yeah, yeah, maybe. So uh, it's pretty wild to think. And, and I know there's been some, uh, you know, people talking about it lately saying, you know, they... You know, we devalue, I guess, the currency of the triple-double, but I, I don't think we do. I think it's just like most things. Once people do it and they sort of, um, you know, break that glass as far as like, oh, he's doing it all the time now, it just does lose its appeal, even though it's. I think it's still incredible that he's able to do it. Um, but it's just not as sexy because we've seen it so many times from him. And now yeah. everyone gets a triple-double. I mean, Stephen Adams had a triple-double this season. So there you go, man. Crazy. So you're, but, but you think the triple-double currency is right up there with Doge, Bitcoin... Uh, I mean, I, I, man, there's so many coins out there these days. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to believe hold, anymore. Hold your triple double coin, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, don't let it go. I, I want to get me some of these uh, shitman coins. <laughs> yeah, get some, man. Get some while they're hot. Shitman, oh, what you did hot. was pretty cool, but you're not going to win anything else awards. Award. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. I can't wait for Adam Silver to say it. You know, I wonder who's going to present that award. You know, <laughs> who would be that? Who would be the guy who's done something? Actually, Westbrook did make third team last season. 
last year, despite not having the trip dub. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's right, crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, I wonder who's had the most successful season prior and has you know just come up empty. You know, I don't know. That's a that's the a great player, list. You the should best look player into. not to win. Well, huh? Dwayne and Wade's I, season, maybe where he averaged thirty points, didn't win MVP. I don't think he won anything. Oh, I guess he was. Scoring. Oh, you can't be an all star. You can't be. If you're a shit man no, no, at no, the no. end of the I'm year, I don't think I'm just I don't think Dwayne Wade any, won anything at the end of the year yeah. that year. Yeah, well, he could have been all. I guess he had the scoring know. title though. I suppose that's yeah. something. I mean, Westbrook's just going to have nothing. It's tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> just nothing. He's going to have a play-in game. That's all he's going to have. Shit, man, that's tough. Uh, um, any other awards, Tass? Uh, yeah, I'll throw I'll throw one in. Uh, the biggest complainer award, and it could be associated with the stat. It could be the most text of the year award like it could go to Dwight Howard sticking with Philadelphia 76ers uh, and the good thing about the the biggest complainer award is that it would disincentivize guys from complaining the following year because <laughs> you have the award of being the biggest complainer and and I know uh Doc does some complaining about Dwight Howard having reputation texts every game and that's that's how he gets them but it's pretty amazing you, you can break down some stats too because Dwight has I think it's Dwight and Russell Westbrook I think they're both tied at 14 or they're, they're 13 14 a couple right. more and they get suspended but Dwight's impressive because he comes off the bench and he has as many texts as Russell Westbrook so then you can you can do some stats so he can get some dirty dirty stats tech per minute uh that those kind of stats you know most uh the, the guy who did it in the fewest the guy who won the award in the fewest amount of minutes, that would probably be Dwight Howard this year. I could go to Westbrook. I don't know. I mean, How many does Luca have? He's yeah. up there with complaining a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot. He's 13, 13 or 14. Yeah, because yeah. 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 it comes yeah. up on the broadcast pretty often. Like, he might be missing the automatic game here pretty soon. And usually I'm like, what? A, who cares? Honestly, like, who yeah. cares? Complain as much as you want. But it might actually matter for the Mavericks at this point with where they're at in the play-in tournament. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Trey, do you have any... Uh, Awards. Michael Pina suggested dunk of the year at Sports Illustrated. I think that's interesting. They had okay. it at the NBA Awards show, but I would like to expand it a little more. Uh, call it the best highlight reel. Have some content creators pull together the best plays. Everybody gets one of their players. You know, somebody makes uh, the best LeBron James highlights or the best Doncic highlights. Everybody votes on it. A guy I think might take it home this year would be Miles Bridges. He's maybe got the dunk of the year. He's got a couple of other ones who are in the mix, and he's had some other nice moments as well that aren't just strictly dunk moments. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, dunk of the year has existed. So just a little flip there to make it the highlight reel of the year. Yeah, I like it. Uh, You talk about narrative. Didn't Stephen A. Smith, like last week, go on a huge rant that Miles Bridges is the best dunker in the game now? He was really talking him up. I saw that clip making the rounds on Twitter. So that helps his case. And and I think he's – I think he – he might be right in terms of in-game dunkers. Bridges has an awesome highlight reel this year. Though, Jeff Green, sneaky good. As no well. doubt. Oh, Jeff Green's Green, finishing yeah. top five in the best highlight reel of the year. That for could sure. be the Jeff Green Award, actually, just that. Because he's, <laughs> every Jeff year. Green, New Jersey yeah. dunk of the year. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right, so uh, those are our ideas. Let's hear from you guys. New NBA Awards, let us know. Our next one, Hey My Buddy Dunks. The Athletics Knicks podcast, Shattered, is a must-listen. I'm looking forward to every Tuesday so I can keep hearing the dirt on how the Knicks fell from their height in the 90s. Last week, Shattered covered Isaiah Thomas's tenure as head coach, and oh boy, was he a coach. I lost it when I heard that Isaiah Thomas not only had a dress code, okay, but he also had an honesty chair. The rule, you can't lie to anyone 
when Isaiah sits you in that chair, not even yourself, you had to tell the truth in that honesty chair. My question though, what's the weirdest rule or policy you guys have come across during your 16 year career in the basketball talk biz? Turn up and vax them arms. Awesome. That's from Gabriel A. Lily. what are some weird rules or policies? Maybe not even in our, just our, our uh, media career, but your entire basketball career. Yeah, this is a very recent one, actually. Um, now, I know, you know, the Top Shot Hot Boys. Uh, I'm not into it, all right? But it's fine. I don't hate it. It's fine. You guys are into it. You do a great job. I'll say that. And it's hot right now. It's fine. But, and I don't think you guys were doing this, uh, but after you did your Top Shot Hot Boy the other day, and it happened last week as well, it's happened a couple of times, I get tagged on Twitter and all these, like, like my stuff, you know. <laughs> well, you're, getting, uh, you're in the echo chamber of like my showcase. You're a yeah. certified baller, are and you? <laughs> and I'm getting tagged. And, and it, again, it happened just after the after you guys were on. And Weird. I thought, I wonder if they talked about it. And they said, yeah, tag everyone. Anyway, I, I don't think you did. I think it's more just this association of no dunks and, and, and well, us. Well, I'll tell you, Lee. Thanks for watching, by the way. Yeah. Um, what happened was. <laughs> after you completed your latest Top Shot Hot Boy, yeah, I was I tagged. I mean, I watch every single one of your VSPs. Whether yeah, they go for not. three minutes. So, uh, that ain't okay. for three no, hours. Yeah. the support. Thank you. Um, on the last one, we were talking about whether or not Tass is secretly already a Top Shot hot boy. Like, is Tass doing a classic Mellis where he's, like, been lurking in the backgrounds, making some moves, has an account we didn't know about it. But we were coming up with names. Trey is Top Shot Trey. I'm Showcase Skeets. We were like, well, what's, what's Mellis? He's either just got to be straight up money Mellis, because that still works, or he's moment slash mom mellis uh task which we thought you'd like because you had a lot of questions about uh, mom I, I love mom's mellis for sure yeah that's good that's good and then lee we came up with you your new nickname is metallic gold okay that's actually baller i don't mind yeah, that that's a yeah because there's a there's a set called mgle which huh. is limited edition the le sounds for but we're calling you metallic gold anyway hmm. that's don't mind that that's probably why you were getting tagged yeah. in these things is my guess anyway so the point is i don't uh, i i don't <laughs> block people on twitter i just don't i mean i've blocked a few dickheads over the years okay you know we got a few in the closet but you know i mute or just ignore Sure. But when people start just tagging me left and right in these uh, NFT, you know, like my stuff, bang, block immediately. I don't even want anything wow. to do with that. Yeah, Worthless. yeah, yeah, it is. It's a new policy. It's a new policy because I'm just like, I'm not into it. But I, I, again, I'm not hating. Go for it. If that's your thing, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not getting in. And so I, anyone wants me to like their stuff, it's not happening. You're getting blocked for life. No parole. So, oh uh, my god! Oh my god! Do not, do not try and get your twentieth like from uh, Metallic Gold uh, himself, MGLE. No, no, All right. No. I'll say uh, there's some good etiquette amongst these uh, Top Shot Instagrammers. There was a there's a, an Instagram account out there, NBA Top Shot underscore memes. I see yep. Trey, Trey follows as well. Uh, hit me up and said, "Hey, can I use your photo? Because I want to use it as a meme." <laughs> That's, that's, that is proper etiquette. That's nice. That's, that's track, an old yeah. old school H slash T hat tip. You know, give me give me asking me uh, to use to use it. So I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's that's totally fine. Oh, so, the, you know, the, the photo respect. of you in your garage with your like Bob, the yeah. mattress set up. Yeah, that was very yeah. funny. With Bob there, is facing it or his head. Yeah, where I'm it. where I'm sitting right now. He yeah, uh, yeah he's like yeah that that's. What was the meme? The meme was Bob, who's holding up my uh, duvet slash mattress, was right. my partner, and me sitting on the other side of the wall, the, uh, the, the very soft, cushiony wall, is me spending all her money on Top Shot. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cool. You're, yeah. You're, uh, Me- so- memes are... 
100 billion percent lamer if you try and explain explain it, it right yeah. oh yeah, man yeah. it's like explaining really anything from the internet yeah we should have yeah wasn't ready for that oh, good thing you're not memes yeah, yeah. You, do it. <laughs> you got a faster connection today my friend <laughs> yes memes slash moms millis um all right does anyone uh other else have an answer to this tass or or trey you got an answer here's a weird nba rule that happened there were tie-on headbands for one season and one season only. Remember that? Yeah. Tie-on headbands, they got banned. Yeah. It ended up leading to a great Woj tweet where he tweeted, the NBA notified teams that it won't be allowing players to wear ninja-style headwear this season. <laughs> the headwear hasn't been through the league approval process. Teams have raised concerns regarding safety and consistency of size and length. At the time, it seemed like, okay, they're just doing this to get some NBA branding on it, maybe throw some Nike branding on it, then they'll bring them back. I mean, WNBA players have been wearing tie-on headbands probably since the WNBA started. Obviously, there are a lot of long-haired players in the NBA, so it definitely felt like they would be coming back at some point, but nope. The only thing we've seen is like a slightly stretchier headband, maybe more like a tennis headband material, but I thought they would be back at some point, but I guess we're just... We're just done. It was just one season. One season. There was a bunch of guys wearing tie-on headbands, and then we'll never see them again. Yeah, because we thought that was code for, uh, hey, just wait until Nike or the NBA can actually slap right. our uh, brands on these, and we can sell these. That's what we thought the like sort of pause was for. But then, yeah, that never, they never gone. really came back legally, I guess. Yeah, it's mm. a weird one. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was cool. I think they look I awesome. Was... So I... Um, <laughs> I've talked about my old high school basketball coach, Mr. Nye. May he rest in peace before. Just an old school, Lee Ellis, fundamental-like guy, right? Like, we just had to do everything by the book. So I was thinking about this, like, weird rules or policies that maybe he had. So I texted my buddy Grish and my buddy Dub, who played on the same team with, had, with Mr. Nye as the coach. And this is what they said. I remembered this one. It was always fake a pass, make a pass. That was, a, that was a rule we had. You had to fake a pass before you actually pass the ball to someone else. What? <laughs> yeah. It always said fake a pass, make a pass. Always. Yeah. So, <laughs> always. Fundamental, man. Always. Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> uh, I'm exaggerating, but he always said it. I mean, yeah, sure, we did it without doing it all the time. But, uh, the other ones uh, from, from Grish and Dub were, and I do remember them after they said these, no one-foot layups. You had to do a two-foot jump stop every time inside. Again, super fundamental. That's what he wanted. None of this fancy one-foot layup stuff, which is hilarious. No one-foot layups. I bet he uh, he would hate it if you scooped it up. I know you're finishing oh, overhand God. at the rim. No, you had to, yeah, overhand, kiss it off the corner. Abs- yeah, 100%. Um, also, though, don't shoot with your left hand. Jerry West never did. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Come on. The see, I think it's, it sounds like he was a hockey head and they just said, you got to coach the basketball team as well. And he's like, all right, yeah. I'm just going to, I don't know. Because that, that sounds weird to me to be like. Hey, man. Well, I mean, Mr. Nye is a science guy. So obviously he wants everything <laughs> done by the book. Yeah. Right. And then the final one uh, that Dub, um, again, texted to me this morning. Uh, a Mr. Nye policy was eat your yogurt after practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I hate yogurt to begin with. So I after running rule. around, nobody I wants. 
Nobody wants dairy. Well, post-game yogurt. Science yeah, can't say that's I, a good idea. Yeah. I guess. So, so those were uh, those were Mr. Nice. Hey, Smiths, bit. Smiths, get in here. Get a quick dip of this yogurt. <laughs> Hey, stop. Hey, make sure you start faking a pass before you pass it back Fake to the point pass, guard next time. Oh, man, any, uh, any, any uh, rules or policies for you, Tassie? Yeah, oh. my coaches always used to say, chug this milk after practice. <laughs> hey, Smiths, get over here. <laughs> Suck back this bottle of milk. Actually, he was ahead of his time. You know, Clay yeah. Thompson's drinking milk yeah. after practice, yeah, chocolate milk. Uh, actually, you mentioned Jerry West. That made me think of, uh, I, I, I'm listening to uh, Death at the Wing, the podcast about 70s and the 80s, about basketball, tying it into the political picture. And Jerry West, very open, one of the first athletes to, to talk about in the basketball world about his you know, mental struggles. I think Isaiah Thomas, in the question here that was brought up in, uh, from Shattered, the Shattered podcast, he had the truth chair. I think... Isaiah was a bit of ahead of his time. Like it would have helped guys, not necessarily to tell everything in the book that they've ever done or anything, but like to just to just to be on the psychiatrist chair a little bit. Mm. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Somebody should bring that back. Bring it back. Uh, but uh, Shattered's a great listen. Got to got to yeah. say that. It is yeah, we were talking really about good. it. Was that on today's podcast yeah. that I uh, mm-hmm. was mentioning? Yeah, yeah that ar- that article that Mike Workinoff wrote for the Athletic too about the Sopranos coming together to uh, recruit LeBron. It is good. Go check out yeah. Shattered uh, on the Athletic app there for sure. Okay, uh, quick rule that I, yeah, I guess I may be new in the NBA, but I guess I had forgot about uh, if a team is down to five players because the rest of the players foul out, which could have mm-hmm. happened this year with guys. Yeah. And the COVID protocol was suiting up eight guys sometimes. The other five players can't foul out. Yeah. You can can get a billion fouls. Now, if you get a sixth foul and then a seventh foul, there's a tech that's assigned to your team every time there's a foul, but you can't leave the floor. I didn't realize that. (laughs) Yeah, that that happened, didn't it? Um, Like that Chris Kamen game where he's lying on the bench. I think that happened in that game. Did it? Yeah. yeah, I know. I know the. Oh. I know the moment you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was something like that. A team was so short-handed, guys were injured, and 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 he had to check back into the game because the guy who fouled out was out and he couldn't come back in. But I guess Cayman hadn't fouled out, so he got to come back in anyway. I don't know, hey. but uh, something like come that. Come in, Cayman. Yeah, <laughs> you're not fouled up. Hey, here's your yogurt. Get in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't come back in. You can't play. You can't play four players. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, you're always. You're always what if Cayman had his yogurt and milk? Can he still play? <laughs> well, what okay. happened? I guess you technically <laughs> could play four yogurt. players if there's injuries, right? I mean, if a guy is injured, then he's injured. Like, what do they do in that case? Yeah, you would think that they would forfeit if a guy's like physically. Forfeit? Wow. Well, if he can't, you know, I mean, if it's dangerous for him to go back out and play. So you don't think they'd even allow you to play with four players at I don't that point? I think so. I used to wow. love that though. Sometimes when we would only have four. Oh, yeah, every, it happened every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's great. Oh, it is, yeah. You don't have to worry <laughs> about uh, getting, you know, subbed out. And you basically just, you, everyone could just keep on shooting because you have to. So yeah. it was kind of fun every now and again. And you just play zone defense. Yeah. It's not like oh, the other yeah. team's that great that they're going to kill yeah, exactly, you. It's like they're yeah. probably going to be worse because yeah. they're just shooting on the outside. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Next one here. Crazy no dunks tying in this next one. What's up, guys? My cousin recently got a new dog named Stella, who I keep accidentally wanting to call Luna. It's hard to explain... Skeet just ahs every yeah, time he hears his dog. That's very nice. It's hard to explain that I'm confusing his dog, Skeet's dog, with the dog of a podcast host I listen to. You know what I'm saying here. What are some things that you often mix up or confuse for random or hard to explain reasons? Turn up, love your ties, Lawson. Oh, that's a good one. That's from Graham in Pittsburgh. Yeah, nice tag there. Um, I'll go first here because longtime listeners of the show know that I tend to mash up words. Or usually like idioms or sayings into one. Uh, I still do it. I think I do it less than I used to because I used to do it a lot. We called them skeetisms. Um, just like to give you an idea, um, you know, like he went a little over the end, which is like a combo of he went over the top and went off the deep end, right? So he went a little over the end. That's not a saying, but I'm taking two and I'm mashing them together. I've done like hundreds of these, uh, although I can never remember them. <laughs> uh, like when I try yeah, and answer right? them I'm literally like I can never remember them uh, another one though I asked Matt I was like because he always would point them out he said yeah one used to do you called someone who is alert and like prepared on the spot which was a combo of on the ball and they were spot on <laughs> <laughs> on the spot that's good right right and so that's the thing my schizism's like you know you step back they sort of like oh that does make sense but it doesn't because it's not a saying it's just like I'm jamming two of them together so that's mine. I actually checked Twitter for hashtag Skeetsism, which used to be like a, a thing like in two, 2010. Like there mm. were people tweeting about it. And uh, apparently Carlos Boozer on TV once said, come poised, which was <laughs> composure and poised, which I really, really liked that's that not one. not a bad one. Like, that's poised, actually a, that's good, a, a yeah. good one. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my answer for this, a, a classic Skeetsism. So if you remember a good one I've said over the years. Let me know. You know, does, does the Pope shit in the woods? You know, stuff like that. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I mean, English is fluid. You're from Stratford. You're, a new, you're the new Shakespeare, man. You're just coming oh, up with hey, new Hey, I've words. come up with some. <laughs> Again, sayings. I can never remember them, but there are definitely been some where it's like, yeah. hey, that's even better. That's better than the two sayings. Just jam them together. It still makes sense. But You're like Yogi Berra. That guy was always saying mm. weird stuff, but people wrote it down and remembered, and he's famous for his weird sayings. Maybe it'll be just like you. Uh, I dropped this in our Slack channel. There was a Skeetsism video once upon a time. Okay. A decade back, back in the Carlos Boozer composed era, I would have to say. <laughs> I don't know. It was. I feel like it was either in your guys' 500th show or maybe yeah. five-year anniversary. So maybe it exists somewhere out there. If you've happened to see it, if you've got the clip somewhere, shoot it to us. We'll put that certified classic up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yogurt yeah. Barrow, somebody said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Canadian guy. Fucking relax. I didn't say I came up with that one, you silly goose. Jesus. <laughs> silly Canadian Holy goose. Holy crap. I liked it when you weren't here, Canadian guy. I saw you just came back not too long. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other uh, answers to this one? Yeah. I, uh, I'll jump in. I always get slugs and thugs confused. That's a John Beeline joke. Nice. From, yeah. He's a real Mr. Nye, real old school guy, maybe a little too old school. Uh, I myself 
would get uh, a couple things confused when I manned the front counter of uh, Danielle's milk and cookies shop that she had back in Toronto. I always thought this cookie, um, when people would come in, they would ask, uh, do you have any savory cookies, anything salty? I would say the toffee bit, which is sweeter than anything. <laughs> but I, but it looks, I guess it, because it had these these large sort of lava-looking goldy spots, I don't know, it looked salty to me, I guess. Mm. I'd have to correct myself. Or maybe it's because I think of salty toffee. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I'd, I'd get whipped. I'd get whipped from the back by Danielle. That is not savory. It's sweet. Um, so I'd have to uh, rectify that real quick. But yeah, that, I just remember that. That's, uh, I'm traumatized, obviously. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get on the therapist chair in Isaiah Thomas's <laughs> locker room and talk about that. Be honest with yourself. You meant to yeah. say cowgirl cookie, didn't you? <laughs> nice. Well, that was a good cookie. That was a savory one. Little savory had some pretzels in it. I should have said cowgirl. <laughs> that was savory. Uh, cowgirl. <laughs> Um, Lee, do you have do you have an answer for this? Uh, only I guess uh, when I went back to Australia for the first time in like uh, ten years, uh, nearly two years ago now. You know, we drive on the left hand side of the road, but the steering mm-hmm. wheel is on the right hand side of the road. Uh, and obviously here in the US, we drive on the right-hand side of the road with the steering wheel on the left-hand side of the road. And a few people said to me like, uh, "Are you going to get confused driving back in Australia?" I'm like, "Nah, driven in Australia, grew up in Australia, drove in Australia, be fine." <laughs> Sure enough, a couple of times I found myself just going Whoa. down the wrong side of the road before I had to quickly turn back around. And I thought, okay, you know, because it happened the first couple of days and I thought, I'll, I'll shake this off. Uh, didn't happen like that. It kept a couple of times. I just was like, oh, shit, where am I? Hang on a minute. I'm going to get back over the other side of the road. So uh, something that I just thought, nah, won't happen to me. Absolutely happened to me. And then when I got back here, it was, a, you know, again, another just a little adjustment because uh, it was five weeks in Australia. So I sort of had, you know, recalibrated my brain and then I had to recalibrate it back this way. So, um, yeah, you know. No, no accidents, though. No, 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 no. Just but, some... uh, you know, a few uh, choice words uh, with the young children in the car, which I wish I didn't say. But uh, yeah, they hear those from time to time anyway. So <laughs> you're telling me you're going to be taking home the shit, man. You're driving on the wrong side of the road and you're going to get a ticket award. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's that's the thing as well. Like, you have to remember, you know, like in, in Atlanta, for example, I think actually in America, people get away with speeding a lot. But in Australia, the cops are just everywhere and they're hiding. And they're like, you know, you go like six kilometers over the limit and someone's out there to pounce on you. So you have to, you just have to be a little bit more careful, I think, on the roads out there right. in Australia. Here, but- here you're almost allowed a certain amount over... Yeah, a generous amount over, I would yeah, say. Like, what, do you, what do you go? What do you, 10? You feel good over 10? Well, well I mean, it depends. I mean, on the freeway, I, I think... Yeah, I'm saying... I, I've, I've had people just fly by me on the freeway. Of course. Speeding, um, yes. Yeah, but, it, but see, in Australia, it's, it, you know, there's just way more undercover police and uh, traffic cops out there. Like, you'd be nervous to go that as fast as people right, go over right. here. Uh, so yeah, I, I just think it's like... But what, so let's answer the question, man. What are you doing over here in America? Uh, what do you feel good about? Okay, if it's sixty-five. Okay, on the so it's, I think it's yeah, I think it's fifty-five on the on the seventy-five here. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll crank that baby up to eighty when the traffic's doing eighty. I'm like, that's wow. fine. Everyone, okay, everyone's so doing eighty. Yeah. Go with the right. flow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, you know, just got to wait because because the thing was. I had to pick up my Australian license again in Australia too. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh. because it expired while I was over here and they won't renew it unless you're back here there in person. So, you mm-hmm. know, I had to go back and luckily, you know, dad still got like a, 
uh, some receipt or some something if my house address there because you need to have a proven uh, address. So yeah. I, I snuck in and got the uh, Australian. But you didn't license. need to take the test again. No, 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 no. Okay. They renew it for free, but uh, you just don't have a legal license if it expires and you're not in the country. Okay. The only questions they ask you are one: What side do we drive on here? And, uh, <laughs> Two, how fast are you going to go over well, the Well, that's Because there are a it. lot of undercover cops here. Yeah. The other thing was, just before we went to Australia, I was driving in Spain where there was like people. It's like a freeway. It's like a, a racetrack out there. And we were hammering along out there doing like 160, 170 in this Mercedes Benz because it was so, it was a brand new car. <laughs> All your style. No, I mean, that's the thing. What are you, Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> this car, it just is so smooth. And there wasn't much traffic on the highways out there. And it was like, oh, my God, I was just flying along, doing way too fast. But it didn't feel like it because it was just it was just so responsive. So uh, I got fined. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I got a fine in the mail when we got back. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah but they basically the they basically say, listen, pay it now. Fifty percent in full. Otherwise, we tell every rental car company in Europe you're on a blacklist and they won't rent your car. So it was like, it was only like 40 bucks or something in the Jeez. end. But, uh, yeah, Quite the threat though, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's one of those ones you're like, do you think they really would? And then you think, ah, oh, it may as well, just in case, you never know. So for 40 bucks, it's worth it. Look at this baller renting a Mercedes Benz. No, it, well, Spain. No, that, that, I mean, that's like the standard though as well there. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't like it was top of the range. It was just like, you know, Mercedes Benz done like 700 kilometers. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari <laughs> chassis. <laughs> cool. right. uh, uh, Trey, do you have an answer for this one? Oh, yeah. I had a little mix-up earlier today's skeets. I said Mike Dunleavy had a run for the cube pronunciation from back in the day, but I botched it. Lucky for us, Matteo was listening, and he sent in the real deal oh, coach yeah. pronunciation. Go ahead and take a listen. Like a deal, man. Right. A deal, man. <laughs> Just your classic Dunleavy and Adelman mix-up. Both Blazers coaches from the 1990s, but I was definitely thinking of a deal, man, and not <laughs> Dunleavy. There is a Mike Dunleavy one out there, too, but uh, we were definitely more of a dealman kind of guys back in the day. <laughs> I sometimes listen to those, and I hear Matt Austin's voice doing it. Am yeah, I a, for sure. It could, be, yeah. it could be him. It could I be know. him the whole time. That would be wild. If that was actually him, he's just, that's where he's like, he's just making all his money off these run for the cube, uh, <laughs> weird pronunciation videos. That's why he's just chilling right now. All right. Next, uh, email here. Hi, nautical dumps. We throw the term journeyman around a lot, but we don't have rules in place to figure out the fringe cases. Is Danny Green a journeyman? Jared Dudley has played for fewer teams than Rajon Rondo, but is Rondo really a journeyman? What's the journeyman criteria? That is from at court queen Coco on twitter tass it's a decent question what constitutes a journeyman to you well it, it is difficult um to really define what a journeyman is now i got a couple of rules though i'll start by saying no all-star appearance is allowed it's mm. not allowed you can if you make an all-star team you're too good i mm. think okay. um then the next rule at least five teams Okay, just simple rules. Mm -hmm. uh, simple as that. that. Then I struggle with, like, there's guys that, uh, you know, don't really last too long in the NBA but may hit five teams. Uh, are they a journeyman? I guess. Like, they could last three years but nah. bounce around. Yeah, it's hard. So there's got to be a minimum of years. I think yeah. probably, like, eight years in the league uh, is fine. Okay. Um, 
But uh, guys like uh, that are some of the best ever journeymen are probably guys like Mike Miller to me, uh, who are phenomenal guys. Now, they, he won an award. He's a rookie of the year. Mm. But I'm allowing award six winners. six-man too, wasn't he, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, to me, Rajon Rondo doesn't make it, or he can't be a journeyman. He's just too good. Now, he was an all-star with the Boston Celtics. You could say, well, he was just a, an all-star because he played with great players, but... It's circumstantial, okay? That's just the mm-hmm. way it's going to go. we got to draw a line somewhere. And so guys like uh, you, you think of all um, journeyman players, you think probably like Jim Jackson or guys who played with every team. Nate Robinson is a really good modern-day one to me. Uh, Jawan Howard, Sean Livingston, I think, w- would make the mm. cut. He bounced around a ton. But I'm bringing up these guys because they contributed it to their teams like they they were really good mike miller a great one again helped the miami heat win championships so to me i think it's five teams at least eight years in the league no all-star appearances and and let me go back to the five teams i think it's just five changing of the jerseys because mike miller had to go back to memphis a couple times uh he went to my back to miami too i don't know he went back to a couple teams i think that classifies as a new team so I think if you change your jersey five times, you're a journeyman, and you last eight years. I don't know. That's that's my line. That's kind of hard to draw this this imaginary line, but that's where I'm going. With I don't it. mind it. I think you're sort of uh, you're uh, you're on the right track there, Lee. Can you name all of Mike Miller's teams? Well, Orlando, Memphis, yep. Uh, yep. Minnesota. That's correct. Um, There's a tough one. There's one tough one in there, I think. Yeah. Washington, and it's right now. You what's go. that? Washington. Yeah, wow. Nice yeah. pull. He played one year there. I don't really remember that all yeah, that much. That, yeah, yeah. Okay, I keep going. Uh, already, Part of the Rubio retired. trade, I think, right? Yeah. How many more oh. have I got there with him? You got you got a couple more teams left. Three more teams. And and he already went he went back to Memphis for one more year, yeah. like Tass alluded um, to. But you uh, got Miami? three more teams. Did he go to Miami? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah he won titles. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a shoe off. And then um, two more teams. Where do you retire, Lee? Oh, yeah. And you're, and you're missing one team, too. Any, uh, any, uh. He played with a buddy, I believe, of course. Uh, yes, yes. He won a title with a buddy and stayed with oh, that buddy. Oh, they won the title that year. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, yeah, right, right. No, right. no, they didn't yeah, win the yeah. title, but he stayed Cle- with that Cleveland. buddy. Cleveland. 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 Yes. Okay. Um, he, he didn't win a title in Cleveland. That's what it was. Uh, and and then, then he finished. Uh, yeah. Uh, a guy he played with. A guy Denver. He played with in Cleveland, Denver. Yeah. Denver. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Nice one. And you're right. Two-time NBA champ, sixth man of the year, and, uh, of course, rookie of the year, too. Yeah, he was a good fantasy player, too, back in the day, Mike Miller, because he would uh, fire up those threes, get some rebounds, get some assists, get a couple of steals. I just, yeah, just connect him. You can connect a lot of players back to your fantasy runs, and uh, he was decent because he was like about a fifth-round guy as well, and I was like, not a bad pickup at that point. Oh, like, fifth you know? round in your fantasy yeah. league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not the NFL draft. Is Mike Miller too good to be a journeyman player? No, no I don't think so. No, I, no. I think He's apart from your, your all-star yeah, criteria, I think, uh, I think you can still be a journeyman as an all-star player. Because I so think, Vince Carter's a journeyman? No, I think so, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of it, he was just bouncing around yeah. for wherever people would pay him and yeah. you know, wherever he would play. Yeah. Especially but when that, that's went, different portions of your career. Like He wasn't a journeyman when he won or he got the the leading all-star vote getter four or five no, years no, like he, but you know he became a journeyman because yeah. you know mm-hmm. memphis dallas sacramento atlanta you know once you're just like all right i'll play for the kings yeah okay hawks sure who cares i just <laughs> want to keep playing like then you're a journeyman and he was still contributing you know like danny green is is classic journeyman because very good player there with the spurs important player 
But then he just started bouncing around, you know, to the Raptors, to the Lakers, to the Sixers, and he got traded to the uh, Thunder. That doesn't count, of course, yeah. but, uh, you know, it basically you get to that point where it's like, who wants him? But then Danny Green still contributes right now, which is uh, which is good. So, Yeah, five-team. He's reached the five-team threshold. I- I'm okay Cleveland, with that, San Antonio, Toronto uh, Lakers. It's Philly. only five for yeah. Danny Green. It feels like a few yeah. more. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why him and Rondo are similar because – Rajon Rondo has played for eight freaking teams in the league, but you wouldn't have thought that because of the way, if you if you just look at the way he started his career, starting with one team for nine years, you wouldn't think he would bounce around to eight teams. Danny Green's kind of similar. He spent eight years in San Antonio, um, but single seasons in Cleveland, yeah. the Lakers, Raps, and Philly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's the, there was, I, I, I did the, the deep dive into the journeyman criteria. Some people are saying if you spend an average of three seasons or less on a team, that's when you, you're a journeyman. But, you know, that's getting a little too mathematical. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, this uh, Deso Palancia brings up a good point. Should right. be a player you can't associate with a single team. That's that good. helps. That helps for sure. I like that. That's good. Um, it's tough, though. Like Mike yeah. Miller, do you have a team? Probably. Not. I mean, Heat, yeah, but. Mike Miller, I always, I would, I'll, I'd think Grizzlies immediately, or mm-hmm. I do think Heat. Yeah, those are the two that come up. So, I mean, sort of fits to that mm-hmm. criteria there. Yeah. Um, and then Vince, I mean, for us, obviously, Raptors fans, I think even most people would still immediately think the Raptors for Vince Carter, right? I would think yeah. so. I guess yeah. Nets yeah. probably in play, too. I mean, Dwight Howard's sort of... another good one because obviously he spent heavy years there in Orlando, but since then, yeah. he just bounced around all over the place. So. You know, I think he meets that criteria now. He he didn't for a while, but yeah, I think I think Hundo. It, yeah, Hundo P. Okay, next one. Say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hondo. All right, hey fellas, it's <laughs> odd to me how in between free throws, one of the players will get the ball from the official, hold it briefly, and give it back. What's something that you routinely check for no real reason? Burn up. Brent G. Worcester, Massachusetts. What do you got, Trey? I, 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 there is a reason why the ref does grab the ball in between. You know, subs. To sure. reset. Yeah. Re- reset the, the everybody. Hey, you want to come join the free throw line? You want to do that? Okay. But mostly I think it's for, you know, subs, making sure uh, everybody's got their chewing gum. I mean, yeah, it's kind of pointless. I get it. I get it. But uh I guess there's a reason for it. Anyway, what's something you routinely check for no real reason? I'm a nighttime locked door obsessive. Mm. Oh, oh, baby. Three-point process for me. Got to make sure the upstairs door is locked, of course. Got to make sure the dog has gone out, come back in, and is upstairs. And then there's that front door. That's the big one. I don't know how many times I check that thing, see that it's locked, come back, brush my teeth, get all ready for bed, get in bed and be like... Did I leave the door unlocked? (laughs) I'm going to have to go up and check it again. That's so stupid, though, because I recently, like, literally in the past month, I realized if you checked it once, it's locked. There's no way I would check it and leave it unlocked, right? Like, so so for me now, it's become realizing you already did the thing you're trying to pull off here and you forgot that you did it, which, I mean, it's late at night that I'm uh, locking my door, of course. So there are extenuating circumstances why I may forget it, but... Um, yeah, as soon as you, once it clicked for me that if I've checked it once, that's all I need to do. That really, uh, that really alleviated some stress for me. Cause oh my goodness, there would be multiple times I'd be like, was that thing pointing upwards? Was that thing pointing upwards or was it sideways? It better be upwards. I've listened to too many true crime podcasts to leave it sideways. So 
It's all good though, because now I just realize, hey, if you looked once, that's good enough. You probably did it. You probably did it. I guess I'll risk it at this point. <laughs> Do you always, are you a house that always generally has the door locked? Like even during the day? Downstairs, front door locked generally during the day. Yeah. Uh, upstairs, not so much. Uh, only because we just don't want the kids running out of the house and not knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, we sort of, I mean, I guess less and less now we're in our new house. But I think when we lived in the apartment, for sure, it was more of a keep it locked all the time. But you're right. You always forget. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I guess it's similar to you. I got it from my daddy where I just go and check and look out the window. Front window, check on the uh, street. How's it going out there? Looking good. Everything all right? Everybody okay out there? <laughs> what are you guys doing out there? You got to take a cup of coffee out with you, so you... No, no, no. I don't even go outside half uh. the time. I just peer out the window. My dad did it all the time. He used to drive me insane as a kid. What are you looking at? Nothing's going on out there. Absolutely. We lived across... We had a... We actually lived across <laughs> from the hospital. So it's not like there's like even other houses across the street. There was like a big empty yard and stuff like that. Like a parking lot and then the hospital. I'm like, what are you looking at? But here I am, getting older doing what he did just you know just checking out the neighborhood just uh <laughs> just a glance streets looking going. good just yeah just neighborhood watch i guess i don't know i guess that's well, what he was doing the whole time making sure everything's in order and it is it well, there's likely is. there's likely something more interesting happening going on outside even though there's nothing happening outside than it is in your house you know like there's a better yeah. chance anyway, yeah so for say. sure oh there's a truck down there oh what are they doing down there? They got hey, some what are they dropping off i didn't know they needed some mulch they should have talked to me i would have went half to see with them yeah no. I, I live on the end of a dead end and i'm amazed how much activity goes on down here so <laughs> always looking just keeping an eye out there it's great it's great What's your favorite part of the house? Oh, the front windows. Outside my house. I just like, I just feel like an animal. Like, I feel like a dog or a cat is always looking outside. And that's basically what I (laughs) That's what my dad did. That's what I do. Is it tough for you now when we're recording the podcast and you know that if you just look over your right shoulder, man. Something could <laughs> be happening out there. Right there. Well, What's happening out there? Because uh, for for lighting purposes here, it helps uh, to close the the blinds when we're doing these shows too. So if I yeah, if I could just keep the window or the blind open, it'd be a lot easier to like take a little glance. But yeah, I got I don't know what's going on out there. It could it be, be anything. Like Armageddon out there for all I know. Yeah, and you're here <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anybody else have an answer for this one? I would say more car talk here too. Um, yeah. Uh, since since I, we moved to Atlanta, I have driven over so many screws and nails uh, and punctured my tires probably twenty five times in in the last eight years. Like it's happened so Are many you times. Yeah, it's incredible. Like the amount of times I've had to get my car up to the Bridgestone up the road. Yeah, I did it again, man. I don't even know where these screws are. And uh, the guys like, all right, leave it here. You know, we'll take care of it. Um, and a couple of times it's happened like where I've driven over it, hadn't even realized. And then the next morning when I've had to take like Sebastian to school or something, and it's like, oh God, punctured again. I'm like, where yeah. the hell am I? Where, where am I driving to get all these uh, things? So now every single morning when I go out, I check both cars. I just look to make sure there's no punctures in the, um, in the tires. And a few weeks ago, we were outside playing. And one of the tires on the on our car just caught my eye, and I looked and I thought, "Oh my god, there's a screw in the back, in stuck in there like that." And I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" But the tire was fully inflated, so I went over and I started jiggling, and I'm like, and then I started hearing the hissing sound of like the oh, air, and I'm like, "Leave it." I'm like, I think I'm better off there. Yeah, leaving it in and driving to the shop, 
and just doing this same old thing like yeah it's me again and guess what i bet you i bet you know why i'm here is that one of our tires yep well it's under warranty if we can repair it i know i know i know we say the same conversation every time you know where'd you drive recently i didn't drive anywhere different i just drove in the same spot i don't know what people are just planting these screws and uh, uh <laughs> no you have an enemy is what's going on yeah. here maybe stop blocking people on twitter because they're trying to show your uh, their top shot showcase to you. that's all they want a like it takes you one second oh my god yeah so uh anyway that's cost me a lot of money over the years because it's it, in a certain spot they can't repair the puncture either i have to give you a new tire mm. and you have to buy that tire that's what they say to me anyway so i'm just like, so it's yeah. the tire shop doing this I th- it could be a scam they're like yeah there's that guy yeah just just throw a few screws you know we that know where to be he the drives. scam in stratford uh yeah. there was a bike shop that was notorious at uh just stealing back your bike you buy a bike from them, they just steal your bike <laughs> what yeah for real so if you deal. walked in there and you just said hey you just sold that to me like two weeks ago 100%. they wouldn't, say, they wouldn't just say wow happening. that's we didn't steal it oh my god yeah, that was happening. You would buy a bike, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, that bike's stolen. You're all pissed. Eventually, like, you're back in there, and you're like, Jesus, that's the, that was my bike. <laughs> so you got smart at, like, marking it up, making a specific, like, note, you know. Yeah, real thing. Stratford, man. Tough streets out there. Stratford, you gotta fake a pass, make a pass, make a bike, take a bike. (laughs) Everything's rhyming around here. Your your dad was out there looking for who's uh, who's running that scam. Yeah, that's why my dad was always looking out the window. (laughs) His bike was being stolen. That's a good point. I never thought of that. My bike got stolen from the back of my house once. That was a real kicker. Wow. Coming home late at night, you know, you're dumb drunk. Ah, I'm not putting it in the the garage or the shed. I don't want to make no just leave it behind the house gone next morning see you at the bike shop that's brutal oh man <laughs> see you at the bike shop yeah for sure uh who else didn't answer this anyone else got an answer sassy you answer uh yeah 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 i didn't answer uh whenever i see a flag like if if there's just uh if, if it's available to grab and wave i gotta wave it like if it's one of those smaller you know sort of little, little novelty flags i gotta grab it make sure you can wave it it's very important to me. Very important. That's what flags are made for, and I can't just I can't just let it lie. It's just it, uh, flags are meant to be waved, just yeah. like my man, uh, just like my man Kanan said, waving a flag. I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, he's gonna say this, right? Come on, get there. Um, yeah, man. You have a flag on the front of your house, though, do you? You're not one of those people. Not, not I'm right. not judging no. those people. I'm saying, do you have a flag on the front of your house? You don't. Yeah, right? I do. I have like five. No, you don't. No, I don't. No. I just wanted you to judge me. No, I no, don't. No, no. <laughs> no. You don't want to get a Ryerson flag out there, Tash? <laughs> uh, you know, you can't really wave those. Not as fun. I mean, the big you ones. wave in the wind, I guess. But uh, <laughs> you can't really, you can't really climb your house and get on there like you're, you know, climbing a mountain, pry it off and wave it. You know, it's not as fun. I like flags that you can wave. But yeah, I don't think a Ryerson flag has ever been made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You don't think you can buy a Ryerson flag? I'm going to buy you no. one. I'm okay, getting you cool. one. If I buy you one, would you put it? No way. <laughs> yeah, would you hang it if from you the top of your one, house? I wouldn't hang it. That's for sure. That'd be uh, really weird, yeah. Well, I'll weird. never be American like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll never have my alma mater flying high on my house. I don't think so. There's a, there's one right around where I used to live at the same complex as Trey. There's a Clemson right around, or Auburn. Is it Auburn oh, right around the corner? Those, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we got an Auburn down here. There's also not too far away from where I live, um, a Toronto Blue Jays flag, Tess. Oh, what? Yeah, that's right. It what? does look waveable. 
Yep. Oh, get your pennant. Come. Oh, here we go. Tass here we go. Wave a pennant. Is go to him, JD. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's, that's nice. Just like, that's just a big old classic. Right Can you here. wave it? No nah, way. Can't wave a pennant. Too pennant, stiff. Can't wave no, a pennant. Pennants are, uh, it's disrespectful to wave a pennant. <laughs> Everybody knows <laughs> that. These are stiff. Uh, I also, right behind it, I have, what is this one? Oh, Jesus. A 90, signed 92, 92 world champs yeah yeah signed by every single blue jays these are real signatures they're absolutely not real signatures <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh there's todd stottlemyers david Cohn. there's mm. uh, alfredo griffin there's roberto alamar pat tabler you know some guys nice cool all right got That's a john wallace on there Oh, what, what is this <laughs> nice jd one. That's, the flag for <laughs> that's, the that's not a flag, flag. I googled flag, Ryerson <laughs> University flag, and this popped up. It's a towel. Yeah, isn't it? it is. That's a towel. Yeah. yeah. It's hanging on a wall. I can. Ha- I have a towel hanging behind me on a wall. It's still a towel. All right. It's not a flag. Yeah. Can't can't call that a flag, JD. All right. Sorry, man. That's uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I'm gonna go see that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, Trey. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, a little-known secret around the Atlanta area. Some people know about it. Some people don't. I'll, I can get you in, test to look at it from outside. <laughs> That's a nice street, actually. That's a beautiful street. Really nice down. street. Yeah, nice yeah, old trees. Really nice. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. 
Next one, no dunks. In Sackville, Nova Scotia, we say no layups or we knock you on the ground. We're a little rough and tumble. <laughs> I have followed you guys all the way through your many variations. Mentors to me, after listening to your last beach step and about the chief, Robert Parrish, I just had to tell you this story. I ran into the chief in a liquor store in Dartmouth, Dartmouth, excuse me, Nova Scotia. He glided through the front door in a seven-foot black cloak. For real. He signed a Celtics jersey that I happened to be wearing and one of the many balls I keep in my car at all times. I asked him how he felt when he gave Bill Lambier a two-piece and a biscuit. He looked around to make sure nobody was listening and said, Satisfied. <laughs> my question, <laughs> when is the last time you did something out of frustration and felt satisfied shout out to my protege from my local outdoor court that made the first appearance in an nba game by a nova scotian mr nate darling signed by one michael jordan of the charlotte bobcats love big beef beefy thighs lobster that is from tim c great robert Parrish story there the chief in sackville nova scotia what the heck was he doing there so but maybe uh coaching like a nice guy yeah maybe, maybe yeah. coaching on the east coast of canada in the, maybe uh, Maybe. Yeah. It's a good guess. Good guess. Um, but Lee, uh, last time he did something out of frustration, mm. felt satisfied. Yeah, Yeah. just quickly, that Robert Parrish clip is great because they're sort of going for a rebound and he just lays into Bill Lambier. And I don't think he even gets called for a foul on the play. He just beat, beats him up. He'd be ejected immediately in today's game. But back then, I think it's more just like, all right, he was a bit frustrated. Let's just play on. And uh, everyone goes on with it. But yeah, for me, so... Um, Recently, um, I've been, uh, you know, assembling furniture is never fun, right? It always looks easy, but it often isn't. And, but in the last few months, I had a bit of a good run with a table, a cabinet, a desk, a chest of drawers, and uh, picked up a bed last week from um, a very well-known uh, Swedish uh, firm, furniture firm. <laughs> And I was feeling furniture pretty confident. Firm. <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> furniture firm. <laughs> anyway, so, Ikea uh, and Sons. Yes, I think I think every single person has assembled some form of Ikea furniture in their life, and yeah. I felt pretty confident about this one. Um, but it got went downhill pretty quickly, pretty fast. The first couple of pieces went in okay. Then I had to screw in the like you know where you put in drawers, right? The things that you that you screw into the side the. I don't know what you call them, like, um, uh, you know, those things. Anyway, so I had to screw them in. And it got Law to a books? point where I was, what? I was screwing in, right? And I got to that point where you're just like, it doesn't seem to be going in any further, but it also is not coming back out. And I'm like, have I got the right screws? And there's all there's different bags. And I'm like, yeah, it's the right screws. So I started going at it, going and going. And then... I was like, oh my God, this, maybe it's just the one screw. So I went to the other ones, tried to tighten those, same sort of thing. Get to that point where you're like, come on, man, go in further. You, you can't, I won't be able to push the drawer in if you don't go in further. And you're twisting and twisting and twisting. Your hand starts hurting. You're getting really, really frustrated. That happened on four different screws. Uh, look at this. Look at that. I don't know how well everyone can see that right now, but look how just warped they become there, right? Yeah. So then... Screws. I tried to uh, I tried to unscrew them out. I'm like, all right, I've got to you know I got to figure something out here. But the last screw I couldn't unscrew out uh, with the pl with the screwdriver, so I had to get the pliers out to try to get it out. But it was in so tight I couldn't get the pliers out. Right, yeah. and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just going crazy here. So I ended up pulling that whole like you know the arm thing off. 
I had to pull it off to break it off because I was like, I'm going back to Ikea. I'm slammed. I'm going back. You know, I want to see that Ikea guy who's on TikTok the other day. You know, I want to, I want to pick which one I was. You know, like, <laughs> that was one of the most amazing TikToks, by the way. But um, it just, I got so frustrated. And when I pulled it off, finally, I was like, that felt actually good because like, I, I was going to persist with it. You should, you know, but I was like, there's, there's clearly something off here with these screws. So I did take it off and I went back in. And they've reordered me some new ones. And the, and the lady there was really nice, actually. She's like, oh, wow. What, what screwdriver are you using? I think I, I said, I've got a Stanley. You know, good quality one, too. Stanley. <laughs> Stanley's are good quality screwdrivers. I said, yeah, you want to see it? Much, and she, and so. she said, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> and I said, uh, and I said, uh, I said, what's going on with these screws? I mean, Ikea used to be pretty good. And, like, these ones are all warped. And she just, she just sort of said, yeah, I know. Uh, it just happens. Um, anyway. What's going on with this law firm? This place used to be like the go-to place when I got in an accident for driving on the wrong side of the road. What the hell's going on here now? Uh, so anyway, I've got, a, I've, got a, uh, I've got now half a bed uh, made. And uh, hopefully by this weekend I get the replacement screws. I'm going to have another go. But if it doesn't work, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm saying you can have hey, this wait, one we back. we figured out what the f- you're driving over all the time. It's all these <laughs> yeah. shitty screws. No, these ones, these ones have got the flat end, so they won't, they won't uh, pierce into your tire there. But uh, oh, oh my god, man. you know, because JD, it's like, uh, yeah, we got it, we got to hear from Willy Walker or whatever. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so That's anyway, my favorite Lee thing I think of all time now. What kind of screwdriver are you using, sir? <laughs> Oh, it's a Stanley. I've got a Stanley. It's a Phillips head, Phillip head oh, not a flat Stanley. Oh, it's a Phillips head. Oh, okay, I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Well, because often, often with, um, often with uh, you know, with IKEA, they include a little recommended screwdriver. You know, well, it's usually I'm, an Allen key. Yeah. No, nah, but these aren't. These aren't Allen keys. Oh. Like these are these are proper. They're weird ass screws. Because I went into uh, Home Depot and Ace. I thought. I'm not waiting a week to uh, fix this bed because Oscar's like, I want my new bed. And I'm like, all right, I went in there. But you can't get those specific screws because they've got a little, you know, lip on the end. So the wheel won't go in there. So uh, so I picked up a couple of things for the green egg while I was in there anyway. But- <laughs> <laughs> Anybody beat oh, the uh, Lee Ellis man. story there? Anyone want to take a chance at that one? When was the last time you did something out of frustration, and felt satisfied? Trey, Tass, JD. No, I got nothing. Yeah. Nothing's gonna beat Not that. that good. <laughs> I had an answer, but I, uh, I totally forgot about it. I mean, it was it was like ten minutes ago when I realized what the answer was. It was a while ago, so I deleted it. I can't recall it. No chance. All right, one one more um, <laughs> yeah. email here, and then we'll wrap it up. One more for the road. Hey, yep. Dunk Buds. I'm a longtime fan from the Starters days and never miss a podcast. Thank you. I was listening one day through my headphones, working on my laptop next to my wife on the couch. When the Big Beef Classic dropped, I thought how much I love that tune and Trey killing it. When I looked at my wife shortly after, she was staring at me looking very confused. I asked what was wrong, and she said, what the hell was that? I asked, What? And she said, out of nowhere, I started dancing and flailing like I was having a seizure. I told her she was insane because I did no such thing. I know what my body was doing, and I was in full control. A few days later, the same thing happened again. When she asked what I was listening to, I played her the Big B segment, and then I noticed that I actually did start to dance and do the f- to the funky <laughs> grooves. It should be noted that I'm very tall, white, and only semi-coordinated. My nickname in high school basketball was the Big Albino. 
I realized then that I... <laughs> what a nickname. I realized then, not the vanilla gorilla, the big albino. I realized then that I have been classically conditioned to dance whenever I hear the big beef coming, and I was totally unaware of it. So my question is, is there anything that you did that you weren't aware of as a response to a certain stimulus and only aware after someone brought it to your attention? Thanks for making me look silly and not even knowing it. Pop it, lock it, crump you guys. That's from Dalton and Valparaiso, Indiana. Wow. Pavlovian response to the to the big beef jam. <laughs> <laughs> the big albino getting funky anytime he hears the big beef. I'm not surprised. Certainly an infectious song. I can't help dancing uh, as well. As for me, something you aren't aware of, I'm aware of the response, but I don't think I will ever be able to hear the number 69 again without immediately <laughs> thinking the word nice. Like, yeah. it's just become part of the lexicon nowadays to the point where, like, Richard Jefferson says it on the Nets broadcast <laughs> regularly, and everybody's just like, okay, yeah. fine, yeah. nice, you know? Uh, so at mm-hmm. this point, I think it's fair. I, I can remember learning about 69 at a play, the Paramount Theater in Aurora, Illinois, circa third grade. No way I thought that like <laughs> 25 years later, this would be something that just like comes up casually and everyone's like, <laughs> nice. But I think it's around forever. So yeah, keep it coming with the nices in the stream team, of course. Okay. Yeah, I saw people dropping a few nices Yeah, drop there, a quick right nice now. here. There yeah, thank go. you, thank you, there thank you, you thank you, thank there you. There you go, well done everybody. Very nice. Uh, well done. Excellent. That's um, a good answer. Tess, you got an answer to this one? No, I guess the the next evolution is forty nine, because you know forty nine is not not that far from sixty nine. It's there. <laughs> there. Some things happen with the forty nine position as well. Uh, but no, I, I I don't really have a good answer to that. But it, it, that is a, that is a great answer because it was. You know, slightly taboo, slightly taboo at the beginning, but now it's just you know. Well, everybody's everybody's, everybody's doing decided it. it's okay. Now. Well, it's it's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have another answer, Lily, for this as we start wrapping this up? Nah, not really. No? I think sixty-nine is a good one. It's just it's, I want to hear it on the call when like it's a Mike Breen or someone on the call, someone who you sort of you know. <laughs> wow. Bang. Yeah. Well, yeah, like like someone who's just. That so was for Tass's thing. Fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Oh, Mike geez, Breen. I, somebody said Mike Breen. Somebody made a loud noise and yeah, then Trey drops a bang I, on it. Well done. I, yeah, I, that I, was not scripted. Yeah, I totally thought that was JD playing a uh, an audio drop. That was literally something falling behind. Me. Wild. <laughs> oh, everything's okay. Everything okay? The mattress didn't fall. Do they? Bob's no, okay? it's just that poster. The poster fell right behind me. Anyways, oh. bang. Oh, okay. it's getting okay. humid here in uh, in the south. It you is. can't you can't run from it. I'm in, I'm inside, but you can't run from the humidity. Uh uh-uh. uh, no way, no way. <laughs> no, it's way, not guys. the dry season. That's why we're on the beach. It's a little cooler on the beach. Reading your emails and tweets and keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Well, you Tweet mentioned. Sorry to interrupt you, yeah, it's yeah. Tass. You mentioned how it's humid. I tweeted this earlier today. Will it be weird if we're doing podcasts wearing tank tops? You know, hmm. like arms out, keeping it cool inside. Is it weird to see somebody's arms on a podcast? I guess is the question I'm asking you. Shirtless, I can see that you would maybe say, maybe a little too far, Trey, but a tank top seems like it could be in play. Yeah, well, I think so. As uh, I think Lily pointed out on Twitter in, in a sort of a response or a reply, Matt Austin already went full topless on a happy hour one that's night. That's a great point. He was looking great. That That's topless. We're talking about just going like tank top season mm. over here. So, no, I think... I think that's totally fine. You want to wear tank tops next time we're on the beach, at least? 
great place to Maybe debut a, a tank top for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll do I that. think I think it, it would probably be weirder to see a button-up shirt. Like I consider wearing <laughs> okay, a button-up shirt. Well, to... So did I, Tess. I thought about it one day. Put it on. I was like, this looks stupid. It looks just feels. Doesn't feel right. No. No. That's so funny. You said that. I was like, I'm gonna wear a button-up shirt on this show, <laughs> and I put it on. I was like, this looks ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why. This is all we wore when we were on TV, but this is silly. And uh, yeah, it's obviously not as comfortable as a t-shirt or a sweater. So. All right, tank tops. Next time we step on the beach. So get your questions in for next week's Beach Dutton Podcast. No Dugs at the Athletic.com. Tweet them in at No Dugs Inc. Leave them in the YouTube comments. Back tomorrow on Thursday with Tass's What You Need to Know, the mini NBA recap up very early for you. We got the daily show at 10 a.m. Eastern on Thursday. And then tomorrow night, NBA happy hour. Um, we're going to play a bunch of games, a little GeoGuessr maybe, some Sporacle quizzes. Who knows what else is store. Might some, might some pop some weird F1 card packs. Uh, we'll have a blast. Again, we'll probably go around 8 p.m. Eastern, but we'll let you know. And just make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube so you know exactly when we're live. You get that little notification. Fantastic. All right, guys. Good seeing you. See you tomorrow. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, good seeing you. See you tomorrow. Also, the best part about an Apple Watch is that it does less than an Apple iPhone. Embrace the day, people. You could stay, ooh, every day. And I'd be happy every minute. It's been so long, but you're the one I've waited for. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.